Hey guys, you're listening to Sound Scrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. I am your host, Lisa Denae. All right, uh, what is going on? I am John McLucas, a music producer and mixing engineer in Glendale, California. All right, in this episode, we are going to talk about your single, Sanity. Mm-hmm. Why are you such a narcissist? I want to know what the song is about. Well, I'll, I'll actually start with the, uh, the title because I think it has probably more story than... Well, I don't know. It, it was interesting because it started out just being Sanity and because that's really what it's about is like... Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get into that, but then the very specific people that this song is about... I've always wanted to ask, you know, who I consider the cult leader, like, why, why are you such a narcissist? Like, but we're obviously not friends. Uh, that ended very poorly. So, but I've always wanted to ask him that. And I feel like there's a chance they've seen the video because we share a lot of the same fans now. Okay. So I know they've probably been told about it and I just, it makes me feel good because I've always wanted to ask that and I can't contact this person. So it's like, I'll just add it into the video, you know, so we'll see it right in the beginning. And then it kind of started as a joke. It's flashes in the first three seconds. Like, why are you such a narcissist? We're like, you know what? That works so well for the concept of the song. Um, It's really long, but I like the sentiment and it lines up with the thesis, I guess, of what I wanted to explore with the song. So I was like, yeah, let's go for it. So what is this about? What are the lyrics about? So this is a very, a very, not specific, it's, it's like a longer portion of my life, but it was a, a group of people I was um, working with on a professional level that I kind of at the beginning, like, it is very much the cult world because it kind of starts, I think a lot of cult stories, they start off with like, they're very welcoming, you know, they're kind of saying that they have the key to success in a way, mm-hmm. like, oh, just align yourself with us and we'll take care of you kind of vibe. And that was very much the welcome into this universe. Um, but kind of as things progressed, a lot of things obviously change and, and I kind of got to look behind the curtain and they, I don't know if it's misleading. I mean, I was younger too. I mean, I'm 24, so that's relative, you know, <laughs> I was <still> very young, <laughs> but like I was younger and I think hadn't had as much professional experience. Uh-huh. So I, I look at it in that perspective, like how much time had been spent uh, getting carrot dangled by people right then compared to now where somebody promises me something and I'm just like cool this is like literally every week so yeah somebody's right. promising the world but kind of back then it's it's new I'm newer to it and um just all sounded so good yeah and and it's this whole journey of kind of like going through it and then having to kind of like realize that they are incredibly toxic and it felt very much like a cult because when I left I like, I've never felt so many people turn on me so readily because I didn't want to align with them anymore. And I really enjoyed a lot of things about them. But the moment that I didn't want to bend to their will, they completely dismissed me. Like, like it was it was like I'd stabbed, you know, their family or something. Like, yeah. the amount of hate. And I, and I just honestly, like, I parted ways because I had to do... I had to take care of other things in my life and I needed to, and I didn't feel like there were positive energies in my world. Um, but yeah. And so it was just like journey where leaving it and then kind of getting out of it. I'm like, yeah, this really was a cult. Uh, the way that they would either have people in and were like brothers and family or it's like, get out of here. You're trash. 
Um, and there's really no middle ground. And I was hoping to be able to have that, like, you know, let's be friends after. But right. I thought we actually could, and it didn't end up being that way. Um, so this is really about that journey of like getting, getting out of that situation and knowing that like you can have the power and that the, these people can't take it away. You know, um, I pour my words, it's everything you cannot see, you know, taste my, uh, taste my words, spit it out in sanity. And it's like, that's like really the encompassing of like, I felt like I would say things and it would not be listened or respected to at all. And, you know, it's like, well, I'm not going to stay in that forever. Yeah. It's just, that's impossible. Uh, so ahead. why did you decide to write a song about it? Were you wanting to, yeah, were you wanting to break out as an artist or you just wanted to get, release it out of your mind? Cause I mean, that's what I do when I write songs. It's like, I just need to get it out of my head. Otherwise mm-hmm. it's going to keep like eating at me and eating at me. Yeah, no, that, that's a good question. Um, for me, probably a little bit of both. Like I've always, I've been in music in some form since I was 10 and right. in bands and yeah. putting out things. Um, and since I really focused in on being a producer and mixing engineer in 20, early 2017, I hadn't been creating for myself since mm-hmm. then. So it was kind of more, you know, just like a, for the fun, for funsies yeah. experiment on top of, um, it was, it was something that like, it took me years to kind of be able to look at more pragmatically and less like of emotional hurt. Um, and that was kind of the point where I was able to, to talk about, reflect upon it and be super vague. Um, <laughs> the first iteration of the lyrics, I read it to my sister and she's like, nope, you can't do that. Can't do that's, that's way too specific. Yeah. So, so I, had to, I canned actually a lot of it because I might do it one day, but it needs to be probably a, a bit more time. But, um, I felt like it was in a half experiment, half like it's, you know, it's a universally relatable thing. Like right. people taking your power and wanting to own that back for yourself. Right. So, yeah. And also I've never experienced the other side of the glass. I have my production end, but I haven't experienced creating the video, you know, writing the lyrics, like coming up with the visual aspect. And I think it's informed me to be a better producer. Oh, okay. So you've never... You've never like co-written like in the past bands that you no, not not my own on my own. Oh, okay. I've done it in bands. Gotcha, gotcha. But this is like the first thing where I'm fully in control of everything. Okay. Um, and Did I you know what see... sound you were going for like right off the bat? I mean, I think at the time, kind of reflective of like the experience, I was listening to a lot of Death Cab for Cutie. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I can hear that. Yeah, yeah, I love it though. Yeah, I love it. And I'm a, I'm a big Periphery fan too. So like that second chorus and the third chorus, like that's very a watered down periphery that I could con- conceive to play. Um, shout out to Stephen Ward for actually being able to play it. <laughs> I, I didn't do the recording. That would be a, a really bad idea. So um, yeah, I kind of had an idea. Like I wanted a monstrous second chorus. I wanted to have the first and second one be like universes apart but melodically the same and rhythmically mm-hmm. the same. Um, and kind of beyond that, not really. I just knew I wanted to hearken back to, I remember being on, on tour and, and having like homesickness and like feeling really connected to Transatlanticism by Death Cab for Cutie. Yeah. yeah. Like I remember walking through around in Utah, like missing the shit out of home, being on the road for like, it's like week four and it's uh-huh. just like, oh, I just want to be home. Right. Like, oh, and that was around the same time period that things started happening. So like that kind of naturally ended up happening for me. And 
Um, but at the same time, it's nice because I'm not really maybe trying to brand myself as an artist, so I could do kind of whatever I want. Yeah. Like, I had some really obscure ideas with, like, five vocal layers doing different melodies that all kind of, like, shift and arrange in different time and signatures. But do you I'm have like, that recorded? So I have to refine it. Oh, but it's, I don't If you remind me, I'll send it to you. Okay. I just have to find it. Um, it's, yeah, it's somewhere, though. And that'll probably come out eventually, but I feel like I need to ease people into that. Gotcha. A little bit, so... Uh, but honestly, it's just reflective of the what the experience lent itself to. I didn't even have the same chorus melody at first. I completely canned what I had and, and reworked it when I had the lyrics. Um, Did the lyrics come to you first? If I'm honest, I don't quite remember. I oh, think okay. I started writing the chorus and I had a melody and then I wrote words that I liked. And then I was like... These don't work together. So then I changed the melody to fit with the, the lyrics and I liked Wait, did where you, that ended up being. Did you like sit down and you were like, oh, I want to write a song today? Or were you just like random, like did this whole thing pop into your head again? And oh, that's oh yeah, you- yeah. Like, like OG, like yeah, uh, yeah. Con- the conception of the song. Yeah. No, you know, I think I had kind of had it in mind. I wanted to release a single. Okay. I was supposed to release it end of 2018, but the... It just wasn't ready, and you know, at the end of the day, like who's setting the deadline besides right. myself? So I was like, you know, what? I'm taking my time. Like, I want to make the video really good and do all that. So, um, but yeah, I'd kind of wanted to for a while, and this was kind of an obvious topic for me to cover. Okay, just you know, obviously one of the more potent experiences of of the last five six years. So it worked really well. Now, when you record, like the recording process, mm-hmm. was Stephen there the whole time? No, no, this so is all... So you did this all on your this own? This is all me on my own, like, piecing it together and going through that process. Um, and then I wrote the riff, like, you know, edited the crap out of it to show Stephen what I wanted. Uh-huh. And then um, had him just come in and play the, like, the chuggy yeah. things. Because I don't have the technique. Like, I could literally edit together a properly performed performance. But, like, I don't have the proper technique to execute. So... Brought them in for it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so, and also with the recording, did you have to do, like, anything to help you, like, get in the mindset as far as singing? Because do you... I don't think you not really sing a lot, right? No. I'm not a singer at all. Well, you sound really good. Thank you. I'm very yeah, good no, at I, editing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very oh, good at editing. you sound really good. Thank I love you. your tonality. Yeah, I think... I'll say this. I have no idea what I'm doing, but... I, it's probably the producer end because I can make a sound and then assess what's not right maybe. And then I can just kind of play with my voice till it has the sound I want. I don't necessarily know what I'm doing, but that translator side of me, it gets really, uh, I'm very good at that. I get, yeah. So, so my, the production end kind of made up for the amount of work it took to get me like capable and, and really gnarly with performing but i got there yeah no it sounds really really good thank you i want to know what your favorite lyric line is in the song all right yeah i'll go first and you gotta go um for me oddly enough i mean i kind of i really like how i kind of took the words between the two verses and they're very similar on purpose you know uh your living room is filled with photo graphs on the wall to bait me and then the second verse is uh, my living room. Oh yeah, is blank and barren. Graphs on the wall to I, make me like. I really like doing that. I like. Yeah, I like when people do that because I I've done it like once before, like way way back in yeah. the day. But um, and but yeah, I love when people do that. So I had I have a friend who covered the song for this uh, remix EP that I'm dropping, and um, 
she was like, yeah, it was like the most annoying thing. It's like, I keep my, is it graphs on the wall or graph, you know, graphs to make me, graph bait me. And it's just like, dang it, John. Um, but that was really fun. Like that wordplay, but probably specific lines. Like one that really resonates with me is in the bridge. Um, I can't remember quite the exact order, but it's like something like, uh, water crash on, uh, Oh yeah. Water crash, water on, crash me. on me. Your ego, ego cannot, cannot break. break. Vanity. Vanity. Sanity. Yeah. Yeah, like I, yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, there's some, and there's some like wordplay too because the person I'm talking about lives near the beach, and so it's just like we oh. spend a lot of time there, and so it's it has like a lot of very subtle things that people won't connect, but like if they listen to the song, they're gonna know it's about them, which is that perfect balance, and so yeah, like that to me really embodies it. It's like no matter the uh, the overwhelming evidence that. These people are fairly nuts, in my opinion, in a lot of ways, or maybe disillusioned from reality. It's like no matter what, their ego and like their how set they are in their ways just will not waver at all. Yeah, so that's that's one of my favorites. What's what's yours? I'm curious. Well, actually, the bridge, like I totally forgot about that when I first listened to it. The water crash on me, um, but I even just like your um, your course. Uh, Taste your words. I spit it out. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I. When I first started writing, it was very, like, Paramore-esque. Mm-hmm. So the metaphorical, like, lyrics really got me. And yeah. I just, I don't know, I I think the song is really great. Thank and, yeah, you. I loved even the production as far as the sound was go- sound is. I really, really loved it. Um, and then your video. I hope everyone needs to go watch the video. Yeah. It freaked me um, out. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm curious. What did you think? No, it freaked me out. Like Remember, I watched so... it with you. You showed it to me oh, when yeah, I came yeah, over one with... day. Okay, and yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, did you really do that? Put, put a bag over your head? Yeah. Um, it freaks me out. Well, I mean, there's an there's a good backstory to that, too, to the video overall. But, I mean, first off, I had a really great team of people with me. Like, the three guys are, are three good friends of mine. And the guy who filmed it was, his name's Arrestus Gonzalez. He's... Um, amazing and he yeah he just like crushed it he I came with the storyboard and like my concept and all that stuff and he did a great job capturing it and yeah I think it's a lot darker than a lot of people expected yeah I was not I, I mean I guess I didn't really know what to expect when I saw it but yeah I'd had yeah to, I did it like went for a left turn and I was just like what yeah no like the the songs that I really enjoy writing are definitely on that edge and it's like I've had issues trying to write the song we talked about earlier where it's like I think about the video I envision and it's like extremely dark and disturbing like what I want to do conceptually and I'm like damn like I don't know if that's going to fit between like my goofy skits about the music right. industry and in a video talking about like <laughs> YouTubers and then this video of like me beating the crap out of people like I don't know if that works but I'll figure it out but yeah the video obviously those three people all represent the three people I'm talking about and you know the leader is pretty obvious but it all has like some small allusions to Heaven's Gate too because they would I did it in low reverse order but it's like they would take pills and then uh, I didn't have any applesauce but they would take a bunch of pills eat some applesauce and drink vodka and then asphyxiate themselves um, to kill themselves to like ascend to the mothership and they all and then drape somebody drape a purple cape over them uh, and they would have to wear all black so the subtle plays off of like that concept of uh, of a cult, and the leader had on a tan turtleneck in all of his videos. Um, so I got a tan turtleneck for for my buddy to wear as a leader, and um, definitely the hardest part was the bag yeah. moment because that's there's like nothing fake about that. Like I'm 
yeah. just repeatedly choked, got choked by a bag, you know, by my friends oh. to get that shot. And I don't think I told you this. I mean, it, it's something that happened a long time ago, but I was about 10. I actually almost died from choking. Oh, uh, no, yeah, you told me Oh, I told this. you that. Okay, yeah. So, like, that was a very difficult experience to go into, but, you know, I was like, yeah, I feel suffocated by yeah. these people. And I'm like, I can't think of a better way to convey the how I feel than that. I'm like, damn it. Now I have to do it, but... I got through it. It's difficult yeah. at moments, but yeah, you know, practicing enough. And like, you'll notice in all the shots, like one hand kind of falls above my head and that's my tapping hand. So we would do the shot um, and you know, whenever I was done, I would just do that. And Andy, you know, had his, his arm around my neck here, uh-huh. but then the other hand was holding the top of the bag. So in the mo- the, the moment that happens, he can rip it right off with, with one hand. So we set it up very much to where, when I'm at my limit or nearing my limit right. of what I'm comfortable with, I can have it pulled off and, and there's no problems. Obviously there's like six people in the room, so right. <laughs> not going to die. <laughs> but so, you know, just like with that background and like, that's, I'm not a fan of not having oxygen. Uh, uh, I don't think anyone is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of my least favorite pastimes. So, um, that was really difficult, but I got through it and, and it made a really good it made a good visual. End. Yeah. And, for and the video and tell a great story and and like being able to capture like mm-hmm. when the bag starts to come over my head and then we switch to the different like setting and be able to pull off a lot of really cool visual aspects with like that concept uh, so I couldn't say no how to do it for yeah. the art I'll say though I did have a headache for <laughs> the day so I probably killed some brain oh. cells doing that like we did you know it takes like how 10, many takes 10 12 takes oh. because it's one videographer so you do a few wide oh, right, angle right, right. Then you do a few, you know, he's here, so you just catch, like, me falling with the bag on my head. And then, uh, then you know, then he's doing some freehand ones, and you got to do one where he's panning up, at, you know, as, as I'm struggling. And, you know, so there's, it's like three, four of each of angle, and there's a bunch of angles. So, would not recommend. I'm not going to do that nah, again. I don't want to do that. That was <laughs> fun. Like, that was brilliant, I think, for the art. But I am worried I might have killed a couple of things in the brain. But, you know, live and learn. Yeah. I want to know your, do you have a favorite like production element that you, I'm guessing the one that Steven did, right? The, the Chuggies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the Chuggies are really cool. Andrew Simmons. No, excuse me. That, that wasn't Andrew Simmons. That was, um, Gabe Caraballo. So he's another person I worked with to do additional production. Um, he added some really interesting synth layers that kind of sit underneath the guitars that make it more ethereal and spacey. Really stoked with kind of where he took things in that way. But if anything, overall, like, I'm a har- sucker for, like, a lot of harmonies, if you can't tell. No, I am too. Yeah. So that was, like, I just, I can work on harmonies all day and just tweak with it, tweak them and have fun with that. So doing that is really cool too because as I'm trying to figure out, like, melodically how to navigate my own voice, it's easier to just add harmonies to add the dynamics, yeah. you know? <laughs> so that was kind of my workaround for me not being maybe the most equipped vocalist. Yeah. Well, it's a great song. And are you planning on releasing any more songs? Yes. Um, I actually started filming the video to go with it, even though there's no song yet. Um, oh, enough. what? So, yes. Yes. The short answer is yes. Do you think it's- it'll be like the same sound? Type of I don't know. Around. It's pro- in my head. It's more low key. I don't think it's gonna. Er- it'll probably erupt. Who am I kidding? Uh, but it's more reflective of like this period in my life where I was just sleeping on the floor and gave up 
all my human comforts in in my life to make my career happen. So I'm kind of making this mini documentary of myself on that time in my life. Cool. And then that's going to be accompanied with the song release. So I kind of have the general vision. It's just, I actually need to make this song. Write the song. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So so I have some words and I have like a couple melodies and, but again, it's just not a priority. Like there's so many other things that I think it'll naturally just kind of happen as the ideas come together. And one day I'll just block off for myself to get it done. But um, that's the next vision. So it's going to be less pointed at people. Well, I love that because I know a little bit about what you went through just based on what you've told me. That's semi-homeless so, life. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, it's a great, th- it's a great title too. Oh, you already have a title. Well, you don't have to say. What no, it is. Oh no, 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 it's fine. No, I, I don't actually have a, a full title, but it's something like, at least for the documentary half, maybe it'll be documentary with the music video and then I'll plop the music video standalone, but it'll be something like, you know, I was semi-homeless for a year to, to make it in music or something like that's a really, that's a, that's a baller title. I'm not going to like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that's it. I don't have a deep concept, but that'll probably drop by the end of this year. But if I say that, that means probably early oh, 2020. Nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> if I know myself. Right, uh, right. Because there's so many other projects, you know, there's so much to do in so little time. Right. Well, yes, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for coming on my show. Of course. Glad to have, uh, glad to, not, not to have you. Glad to be <laughs> here and glad we could talk it out. And I haven't really, you know, whenever I'm on podcasts, it's usually about other things. That's so nice to be able to talk about the yourself the song yeah the song yeah the song <laughs> itself instead of like youtube i mean i love talking about youtube i'll talk about youtube all day but you know it's like i love being able to talk about the artist side of me which is something that obviously i don't showcase too much well yeah and th- yeah and that's so, i wanted to learn so much more about it and i'm excited that you are planning on doing more oh yeah music and releasing more of your own music as well so here is sanity why are you such a narcissist by john mclucas To download and stream the full song and learn more about the artist, please visit the description of this episode. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Denae, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at Lisa Denae Music. Thank you for listening.